Listener Production. Relish, chutney, hollandaise or HB? Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Ah, oh, shoes are off for today's app, Alex Dyson. That's big. You're not usually the uh, the kind of person to take the take the big size 14s off. I know, but that's the problem. They're brand new. Got some absolutely crisp new white sneakers, and uh, they're not doing great for my bunions. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait, so, is that a joke? Are you? you... Well, I got a I got a bent toe because I've had to squeeze my foot feet into um, so many small shoes over my lifetime. Yeah. So my second toe on my right foot is literally at a right angle. Okay, it's revolting. Anyway, uh, to the right, to the left. Up. No, sorry, like di- down. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I got um, a curly second toe. Yeah. So uh, so my my other one's sort of normal. Anyway, so maybe that's how second toes come. But Bell's isn't like that. Well, we all know what the fifth toe does. What does the fifth toe do? We 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 all the way home. Oh, a little, uh, little piggy. I've actually been doing that with Sophia. You know, that's <laughs> you should know this. That's mate. fresh in the mind. Um, bought a heap because you know I got the new shoes. Good, got a good promo code. Oh, nice. Yeah, forty percent off is a pretty goodie. Well, it's not the bit only big purchase you'll be having this week. We've we've heard that Matt is heading along to an auction. It's something you know all Australians dream oh, of at one stage only. of life. It's his very first one, and we've. Put it out to the universe if there's any advice. We have some advice. That's coming up a little bit later I on. I wish that there was shop p- promo codes for auctions. <laughs> you buy it and then you just chuck in the old 40% off uh, code at the bottom. I'd take a shopper docket. I would take yeah. four cents off a square meter petrol fuel <laughs> to receipt if it if it meant any cheaper housing. But um, but yeah, fingers crossed. I can get I can get a win. We're also going to be checking in with Rant Dog. And uh, speaking of big purchases, we've got another one to chat about in a moment. Matt O'Kine as part of this ridiculous daily podcast that we call Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, I don't know how much you're going to be spending this weekend, Matt O'Kine, should the hammer come down on your uh, auction victory. But tell you what, you could get a nice uh, little NFT for about a million Australian dollars if you're uh, <laughs> if you're lucky. I mean, you just missed out on this auction. Honestly, blows my mind. Who is buying these NFTs for so much money? I just don't understand it. It's absolutely baffling. But it's what's happening in it's, the world at the moment. It's, 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 new, it's the new normal. And it is YouTube royalty, the latest thing to go up under the electronic hammer. The video, Charlie bit my finger. Charlie bit me. Ow! Ow, Charlie! Ow! <laughs> Charlie! That really hurts! <laughs> That's right. Oh. Ch- children in pain have a price tag, and it is 980000 Australian dollars for the person who purchased the video, which is actually called Charlie Bit My Finger again. Uh, the sequel, you know, doing much better at the box office than the original by the looks of things. But, yeah, um, the people have take, taken it off YouTube <laughs> and have sold it as an NFT, not only that you get to own the certificate of the non-fungible token saying that you own Charlie Bit My Finger, but you get to star in your own parody video featuring the original characters, uh, Charlie uh, and his brother, Harry. So, so the bidding war, like it, the, the auction apparently was going fine. Then, then it got intense when some anonymous accounts started just sending the price very high north, okay, mm. towards the final hours, okay. So the eventual winner, 3F Music, ultimately outbidding someone called 
Meme Master. Oh, Meme so, Master would be livid. <laughs> no, not, not quite owning the master, are you, Meme Master? This 14-year-old man. I'm calling it Meme Apprentice. If you can't get yourself Charlie bit my finger, you have no right calling yourself Meme Master. Um, 55 seconds long, which, hang on, let me get my uh, calculator out here. <clears throat> $17,800 a second for wow. this video. So you'd be getting you know a fair what? bit of enjoyment out of that. Just doing that math, so one minute, something that goes for one minute ends up costing you almost a million dollars. That's literally having a baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the act, one minute, a lifetime of bills. The price tag, <laughs> one million dollars. Goodness gracious. So, um, um, well, I mean, we actually, but look, I mean, this is the way the world is going. This is the new Nolan. You think it's just going to stop with what? Little, little memes, right? People's pictures on the internet, photos with words on them. Now we've got videos being sold as NFTs. We've got records. Turns out there's actually, there's actually a whole bunch of other things, Alex Dyson, that are, that are hitting the NFT market. Well, can we, can we sell Packer Up Boys? Well, we'd have a good chance. There's, well, look, I'll tell you what. I did some research and I'm, it's thanks to our mate Gregory Saladfingers. I was chatting to him, yeah. uh, yeah, behind the scenes. He gave me the scoop, okay, he gave me the scoop on the next set of NFT hot properties. What's going under the, uh, the virtual hammer? Next thing that's going to be available as an NFT is the very first toilet wall with the words for a good time call blank. Oh, man, that should be in the Smithsonian or something, shouldn't it? Do you know, I was thinking about this, when the first time that would have happened, and it would have literally had to have happened sometime after the phone was invented. So... Uh, The first one would have been a home number. (laughs) Like, imagine, I'm calling for a good time. I'll just get him. Jeremy! (laughs) Jeremy! Uh, Next up on the NFT market, uh, next thing you'll be able to purchase through NFTs is uh, Jane Savile's bent knee at the 2000 Olympics. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's you know, not every piece of art is, is uh, you know, happy. Well, if something good could come out of that situation, poor Jane. <laughs> poor Jane. Uh, the next available NFT is the Year 9 Geography Desk, which I tagged DFW, uh, that was my very short-lived tag. Uh, I am so that very was your regretful. Graph name? <laughs> yeah, please. I don't want to talk about it. DFW. <laughs> I tagged desks. Look, okay, I'm not happy about it. DFW, which stood for "Don't quit." That was what you'd say. You'd be like, "Don't with DFW." <laughs> with what though? <laughs> well, that's it. You say, "Don't f with DFW." Oh, that's like, it was like a double. Oh, DFW, DFW. Yeah, so. <laughs> Next thing you can buy on NFT, uh, the first person who had to show a doctor their hemorrhoids over a video conference during COVID lockdown. <laughs> so that, that would have happened, I realised. You, you reckon? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it would have been like right up to their video camera on their laptop. Like, yeah, so what do you reckon? <laughs> But the good news is you can now get the NFT to that whole video conference. So. 
And the final thing going under the NFT hammer is the complete collection of Ian from Werribee's text messages asking for more woods on Triple J. Oh, I tell you so, what, that would fetch a pretty penny. Alex's wow. humiliation immortalised in non-fungible tokens. I do have the screenshot of the Triple J text line of <laughs> my absolute desperate, pathetic texts. If you don't know what that's about, check out episode two of All Day Breakfast. <laughs> coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, there is one time every week, Matt O'Kine, where DFW, the world DFWs with Rant Dog. <laughs> because over, and we've seen over the last you know few Tuesdays that once he gets going... Entire industries run for cover. Well, I mean, we're seeing a mouse plague <laughs> at the moment taking over Australia, and it could just be that they're all actually running towards you, summoned by their god. Their yeah. <laughs> exactly. People think they're running from. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're running, running to. towards. Just, just harking, harkening, the, the the harkening call of an angry right winger. Right, and that's what that's what you turn into every now and then—a shock jock. Well, I could be right wing, sure. Rant, rant dog can be right wing. Rant dog can be left wing. You know what? Rant dog's not a fence sitter. Oh, okay? sorry. Yeah, sorry. He, he <laughs> I tell you what, he's not getting hemorrhoids from sitting on the picket. <laughs> that's for sure, because he takes a bit, uh, yeah, a bit of a stance when it comes to things. It's mainly he is on your side. If there's something out there which really annoys you then we'd love you to send us a little voice memo explaining what it is, okay? And uh, then you just let Rant Dog do the rest. Uh, and mm. today, Mel from Perth has gotten in touch because there's something that is getting Mel's goat. Uh-oh. It's holding the lighter up to the uh, the fuse. Let's <laughs> kick this off. Hey, this is Mel from Perth, and I've got a topic for Rant Dog. Why do cooking utensils, pots, bowls, all those sorts of things come with stickers with such strong glue? It's so unnecessary. I don't want glue on my food. Oh, dearie me, Matt. What do you think, Rand Dog? I mean, because I, I, is she talking about, like, the, the stickers on the bottoms of bowls and stuff? Have you ever tried to get those off? Awful. Through the dishwasher. I've still got them from years ago, the bottoms of my bowls. Half peeled, just, just all scraped up on the bottom of the bowl. And I think, like most people trying to get a sticker off the bottom of, a, of the bowl... Mel is only scratching the surface of this issue, <laughs> Matt O'Kine, because the problem goes deep. The full adhesive industry has uh -oh. no idea uh -oh. what they're doing. Take cover! And this goes back, right, you know, and this is true. I'm not making this up. The Don't go with the glue companies, man. Well, Do not go. The person who invented the post-it note, okay? Oh. The most easily removable adhesive in the world. You know how that got invented? How? They were trying to come up with the superest super glue of all time. The <laughs> stickiest glue of all time. And what did they, do? What did they get? The post-it note. All right? So I feel that everyone in the adhesive industry has no idea what they're doing. <laughs> you want more proof? Yeah, sure. I have seen... Many adhesives, which are an absolute pleasure to remove. 
We've seen it on the front of TVs. We've seen it on phone oh, yeah. screens. Phone screens. I got it's, mine right now. It's a joy. We know it's possible. <laughs> Why can't they be doing it on everything? Why am I scraping my fingernails down to the bone, taking off millimetres at a time? Those poor claws. Can we figure this out, please? <laughs> Is it a cost issue? I'll pay extra. Just let us know. Anyway, I'm spent. <sighs> oh, I feel so sorry for those little claws of yours just scratched up. And you know what? Packaging what? in general. Scissors. Oh, Rob brought up a good point before. Stand back. Scissors. He's okay. going again. Why are, you, why are you tying up scissors to cardboard with cable ties? Something I need to remove. Why do you think I'm buying scissors? You're part of the problem. Anyways, there's a side issue. But it ain't. It ain't nothing less than the truth. No. Oh, wow. Tell you what, you couldn't, even the strongest, strongest adhesive in the world wouldn't keep your lips shut, that's for sure. I've blown <laughs> <It's> my top. <laughs> <laughs> There's no stop of the truth getting out of you, mate. That's you keep it. doing what you do. Sort it out. Thank you, Mel, for your message. Send us a voice memo. If you'd like to get in touch with Red Dog. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, I woke up Alex Dyson and everything was fine until it suddenly hit me. <gasps> this is a big week for me. That's it. You told us yesterday. Uh, going for the, the great Australian dream uh, of owning a home, uh, attending your first ever auction, which uh, a lot of How's it go for these days due to the volatility <laughs> of the current market? Uh, but uh, it, it's no, it's not putting you off, Matt. You're going to no. be heading along. You've and been look, stretching I'm, the shoulder, the trigger finger, well, getting ready I'm to, just, or you're going I'm to really, go the eyebrow raise, the nod to the auctioneer. I'm really nervous about <laughs> like, you know, jerking my hand up and like, I had one of those like, you know, played it out in my head. What if I accidentally bid, you know, $5 million by accident and suddenly they're like, we have to hold you to that. You know, yeah. so I, I I am nervous. I've never done it before. I don't know what to expect. I've seen it a lot on TV, mm. you know, and, and I and I know that it's, that there's a real tactic to, uh, to winning an auction. So I asked you what your advice is leading up to this, uh, this big day. Well, I don't even uh, know why you need to put it out even further. I've told you what you need to do. Start low, go slow. Have you okay? Have you had any experience with this, or have you? Have you? I mean, you said you went to an auction. Have I, you got I watched any a friend stories? do it. Um, they didn't end up winning. They, it was a just bid as much as you can and wait for everyone else to drop off, which isn't necessarily the tactic you want to go for unless you're spending a million dollars on NFTs. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what my friend said. She's she, like, as she was doing it in mm. Sydney, she's like. There is literally no tactic anymore. Yeah. If you can afford it, you will win it. And people are just like no one at the end, Yeah, no one at the end is going, <laughs> oh, I can afford it, but this particular property probably isn't worth that much. And so I'm not going to bid any higher. Um, so it is a little bit tricky. Um, you got to have your 10% deposit ready to um, mm. to pay on the day. I didn't even know how to do that. Is it a bank transfer? Is it a bank check? You can get a bank check, yes. But then it's also, you know, as most people at auctions these days, paying 20% more than what it's, you need to allow for that at the bank chat. Could it be a direct transfer the next, on the Monday? Uh, oh who knows? God, I don't know. But we do get a few texts coming in. Um, 
Alex uh, messages on Insta saying, here's a good tactic for you to just put everyone else off on the way in. Park in the driveway of the place to assert dominance as if you already <laughs> live there. <laughs> just roll it in part of it. And I'd, re- I'd recommend opening the boot and bringing out your groceries. <laughs> you know? I, I was thinking more just um, as I get out of the car, like I drop just like money everywhere. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, whoops, is that money falling out of my pockets? And only pick up like the, the gold coins, leave all the silver on the ground to show that you're not desperate. Notes, like I just pick up the 50s <laughs> and then I just kick the fives and tens to the side for the that, dog to eat. That's what, that's what I can't believe about auctions is like, it goes up in like $10,000 at a oh, time. I, I know. Some of them, my friend was saying that they like they got their max and then a bidder just went 100000 more. <laughs> and it's like, that is so much money to in just be bid. like, nah, 100 more, 100000 more. That's so wild. Uh, <laughs> Bort already also sent us a text um, and it, with a different tactic here. Uh, go hard, live beyond your budget. You deserve it, you rascal. So thanks, Bort. Because the great thing, the only the best way to win an auction is to just keep putting up your hand until <laughs> it finishes. <laughs> and if you're the last one to put up your hand, you win. Well, you win. <laughs> yeah, that, that is and you deserve not it. Wrong, Alex. Tyson. Although apparently, uh, I had a friend who I think was getting like who'd been promised help by a, a rich family relative or like a godparent or something like that older mm. was like helping everyone out had bought the kids houses was going to try and get them get them a house won the auction and then and then came up with something was like oh the money was in an overseas account i can't i can't oh, pay no. <laughs> and apparently from what i heard it was a debacle <laughs> cuz then there's fire courts the, the people who sell the house have to what start again? I don't yeah, know. I know, and then you got to pay the the deposit goes the the ten percent deposit. Well, goes. they didn't pay the, the deposit. They didn't go. pay the deposit. Like they just didn't pay anything. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> real. That's not the best maneuver. Now you got me scared. Um, but Chris is on the line. Chris, you learned a tip from someone. Yeah, so I was I was building a house for a bloke who was pretty well off. Had a couple of houses and was building another one. That sort of guy. Um. Mm-hmm. And he said the auction technique he used was to just wait for the opening bid and then raise his paddle for the second bid and just leave his paddle up in the air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's I not guess bad. trying to trick people into thinking that he had unlimited cash. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's and like yet, it's this like... guy is not going to go, like he's not going to fold. So. And yet if they go, are you still bidding? It's like, no, that was one bid. I've just It's just a really long second bid. <laughs> yeah, I... exactly, exactly. I can't believe that that would work, and I certainly don't have the funds for that sort of shenanigans. But I mm. look, I, I, I'll see how I go. Because when you're doing that, you can't. It looks pretty crap if you then end up just folding a few bids later. You know what I mean? Like you've really got to beat it for the long run. Mm. But um, thank you for that, Chris. The problem in there is as well. It's a, you're obviously it was a wealthy person you were talking to. I want a non-wealthy person. How did they get away with winning <laughs> yeah. an auction? That that's a really good info. Um, James, what about yourself? You've uh, you've got a bit of experience. Yeah, I've bought a few at auction. Woo! You can't go low and slow. You have to absolutely <laughs> power through. Are you really serious? fast? I had totally worked on my last uh, my last auction win. I had an absolute hard budget of like eight ninety five, like no more. Okay. Opened the auction straight away, like pretty close. Because let's face it, you're not going to get a bargain. No <laughs> bargain is going to happen. Right. So okay. Opened, Opened at like 8.20, 8.25, 
And the 20 other registered people just sigh. Thinking, what <laughs> <laughs> why, why did I waste my Saturday yeah. morning on this? Could have been hung and over then, in bed. Yeah, right. <laughs> so another guy just was doing dribs and drabs of $1,000 at a time talking with his wife. And then you just have to punch back in fives or tens and just keep, just keep mm. going immediately straight away. So you reckon the big bids to absolutely deflate everyone else. So they go one, you go five, they go five, you go ten. Um, don't even think about it. Immediately come back to a five because you know you're going to spend the money. So he <laughs> del- deliberated for a while at 8.91 and I came straight back with 8.95 and he's like, nah, it's yours. So I won it. Happy hey. days for me. Okay, there it is. The nice. crush then, one. The crush people's souls. <laughs> <laughs> Approach. So a couple of weeks later, I would go and then just check out the house. And uh, this guy comes over and he's the neighbor. And he was the guy that was the underbidder. <gasps> oh. So we're, having, we're having a chat. And then at the end, he's like, oh, James, well, do you mind what your budget was going to be? And I'm like, oh. I don't think you really want to ask me that. And he's like, nah, come on. So that was going to be my last bid. Eight ninety five. If he'd done eight ninety six, it would have been his. Just walked away. He oh. had a low he had a low nine hundreds budget. And he's like, I just thought you'd full bottomless pockets. Wow. Oh, that's huge. All right. Well, look, good to know. So <laughs> Thank you so much, James. That's really cool info. We'll catch you later. Yeah, sweet. Cheers. Legend, bye. Thanks, James. Well, Matt O'Kine, I'll learn anything from that. Yeah, get richer. <laughs> that, that's what I've learned. Seems to be Have the more money. Best tactic. I reckon <laughs> I reckon you should, you know, put aside an afternoon this week and make yourself like a bespoke auction paddle. You know, because oh, you can okay. raise it. So instead of just people just using their hands, you know, well, do, you know and do if you, know you if you like, you sort of make it a gold leaf kind of thing, <laughs> make it look expensive, put diamonds on it or something, and just know, have a like paddle. When you used to go to the pub and you and some guy'd be like, "Oh, you want to play a game of pool?" and you'd be like, "Yeah, you can. You know, sure, we'll play against you." And then they they take the little pool <laughs> cue off their backpack, you know, like yeah. they, they, they screw it together and you're like, oh man, this guy means business. Exactly. <laughs> Same as like at bowling, you know, you're using the sort of scuffed up house bowling balls and then you see someone come out and open, unzip their bag and they pull out this beautiful marbled dragon egg of a, of a bowling you know ball. What? You know what should be on my paddle? Just a picture of like, like 20, no, 19 pictures of all these different properties. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and then the number 20 tile should just be a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Which one will this, exactly. will this be number 20? Crush the souls. <laughs> anyway, we're going to try and get some more advice throughout the week because, like you, we would w- love you to get into the property game. So this is the place to uh, to be listening as we watch Matt O'Kine try and get that toe in the door. Just don't stub it, mate. <laughs> Well, Matt O'Kine, for institutions that are meant to teach us how to deal with the world, schools really don't have a clue what they're doing, do they, <laughs> for the most part? I saw the story um, in, the, in the news yesterday about, a, about an American school that is doing some pretty bizarre stuff with their photo shoots for their yearbook. Oh, it's a big, it's a momentous day, school picture day, isn't it? You would have gone along. How did Matt O'Kine go through school picture day? I'm a little scarred because I remember in preschool, we got, um, at, my, at you know, Tuong daycare growing up, we got the photo day and um, 
Mum refused to buy my photos one year because I was making a silly face. I was trying to smile. <laughs> you know how kids, you know how like toddlers, yeah, you ever ask like, like a toddler to smile? Yeah, exactly. show your teeth. She's like, <laughs> she was like, well, what sort of silly face is this? I'm not buying this photo. Crushed. It was, it, that was, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, if, if, if kids these days think Instagram brings up some harsh, you know, truths about their, you know, some, some harsh feedback on their photos. Have, have a mum who doesn't like your, 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 your four-year-old smile. But, yeah, but a school in Florida, like many, put on the school photo day, all right? Everyone went along. They said footy or Pepsi or what else did you I'm say? I'm a cheese person. Cheese. Cheese. But when a few people got their photos back, it seemed that the school had taken it upon themselves to edit some cleavage out of photos. Now, I say the word cleavage, and these are high school students. I would call it the faintest of shadows showing the natural human form. Yeah. yeah. This I would is call the, it that. I actually find the Photoshop work that they did on it more offensive. <laughs> like, some of this editing is absolutely atrocious. Because we, we talked about this before I'd seen the photos, and I saw it five minutes ago. I'm like, that's not cleavage. At all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Remember I said that? Yeah. You wouldn't even think it's cleavage. It was even... It's just, a che- it's just chest. With mainly top. It's sternum. Anyway, what the school has done. And it's literally a single shade close to the colour. They've taken an eyedropper and then drawn some rectangles, uh, giving these particular students a higher collar of straight black or mauve coloured shirts. Now... And it's... um. They've been slammed, as many things are these days. But I tell you what, it is a bit of a stinker. I reckon about kind. Dude, this brings back some some like a, some you know, dark moments in my times. I remember. <clears throat> I wish there was a Photoshopper around back when I was a bit younger. I remember under tens soccer, Turinga Rovers. Okay, the team photo. Now I'm the goalie, so you sit up the front. Yeah, sitting on the on the little thing. Mm-hmm. But instead of, you know, legs together with your hands, you know, your, your fists on top of your knees, I had to hold the ball. And oh, so I had my legs apart a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But soccer shorts, very short. All right. I'm sitting there, front and center of the whole video, legs a little bit wide open. You can see straight through <laughs> to my underpants. And, so you and needed I tell some you Photoshop. What, when when one of my teammates, Michael's Older sister, Gwen, <laughs> laughed at me for being able to see my underpants. Oh, oh I could have died. Did you? It um, was the most embarrassing thing ever. Did you have the, the good jocks on that day? No, they, was, they were white with blue squares on them. It was really embarrassing. It wasn't a Calvin Klein logo in sight. I'll tell you that much. Dear, oh dear. Well, the parents aren't happy um, saying our daughters of Bartram deserve an apology, one mum said. They're making them feel embarrassed about who they are. The school edited the yearbook pictures of the girls but left pictures featuring boys wearing Speedos unedited. school said it will refund the students' money if parents are not pleased with the yearbook. But, so um, bizarre. School's being overly sensitive. I remember... Um, <laughs> I, re- I remember a kid at the school, other school in Warrnambool, who had a couple of weird rules when it came to these things. The one school w- did. Yeah, which one was the two brick rule where <laughs> students of opposite genders had to sit the length of two bricks apart at, wow. at recess. Why bricks? I don't know. 
That could have said thirty centimeters. I don't know. It's like it's like when you you know how like when like when the COVID restrictions come in and there's signs and it's like you must stay one rhinoceros away from a person. It's yeah. like, I don't know how big a rhinoceros is. I re- remember when we were doing <laughs> Triple J, we picked up an article from The Age or something and it said, um, oh, this particular thing weighed the equivalent of two tapirs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway, right. that's a part. They also had one-way corridors. And I remember one kid one time Wait, got in trouble. what? They had one-way corridors. You couldn't walk uh, down. Why? Because the flow of traffic, Matt O'Kine. But people had their locker right in the door, so if they forgot something, they couldn't walk back against the flow. <laughs> like, had to no, walk out. We get taken out to see, like, in building. a rip. Exactly. <laughs> and head back in. But they also, I remember the best story is one kid um, got a detention because he was eating a banana in the corridors at lunchtime. You weren't allowed to go inside at lunchtime. But his detention slip oh said, God. reason for detention, it said eating a banana. And, and he sent that into Rove McManus for the segment What the? <laughs> <laughs> and then Rove and read it, it out on, the, on air, absolutely riffed over the school, was like, what? What kind of school is this? <laughs> and so then he got another 20 detentions. The reason for it was sending in detention slip to What the? No. And he almost sent in that as well, but he didn't want to push his luck. So anyway, let us know when your school has been uh, a little bit oversensitive. Yeah, weird school rules. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Because I've got to tell you, for people who are meant to know what they're doing, a lot of the time, they're a bit out of touch. I smell toast. Well, Matthew, that brings us to the end of another all-day breakfast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's always nice to hang out with you. And we'll be back with another upfront, topical, hot-off-the-press all-day breakfast for you tomorrow. Yeah, don't forget, if you want to light Rat Dog's fuse, then send in <laughs> at matt.n.alex anytime, any place a voice message of what's really getting your goat. Until then, don't F with anyone. Especially not DFW. And we'll catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.